You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, thanks for joining me on this Tuesday. And our theme this week is when God rocks your world, because scripture teaches us that God is not just in the business of rocking our world at the moment we follow Jesus, when we experience conversion and transformation and grace, or or what is sometimes called justification. We are justified with God through Jesus Christ for our sins. But God continues to rock our world through the process of sanctification, through softening the rough edges, through helping us become more like him. Philippians 1, 6 says that he who began the good work in us will be faithful to complete the work. So like it'd be normal, it'd be expected that after your initial conversion to Jesus, there should be some additional experiences with God in your spiritual journey where God stretches you in a major way or a value gets totally reshaped or he speaks to you in fresh ways. A compelling example of this kind of thing occurs in Acts chapter 10. I love the story in the New Testament of the Bible. It's in the life of the apostle Peter. In Acts 10, Peter encounters a man who was not a follower of Jesus. Uh, He was a Roman centurion. He oversaw a hundred Italian soldiers, and his name was Cornelius. And he and his family lived at Caesarea by the sea, right along the Mediterranean Sea. And though Cornelius was not a follower of Jesus, though he didn't even know about Jesus, really, he had an awareness of God, and he prayed to God, and he gave generously to under-resourced people. So he's kind of a good guy. But Cornelius and his family were spiritually lost. I mean, if they weren't, there would be no need for this chapter in the Bible. And honestly, the only thing sadder than the fact that Cornelius was spiritually lost is that up to this point in church history, nobody cared whether he was lost or not. And especially the apostle Peter didn't care because Cornelius wasn't like him. Cornelius didn't share his ethnic identity and background. You see, even though Peter was handpicked by Jesus to be a leader and an apostle in his church, even though Peter had been there when the words rolled off of Jesus' lips, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, all ethnic groups, all kinds of people, even though Peter had stood up on the day the church began in Acts chapter 2 and confidently communicated that Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In spite of all of that, Peter was a deeply prejudiced guy against anybody that wasn't a Jew like him. He'd grown up in an atmosphere that said, you don't interact with, eat with, or even brush up against a non-Jew or a Gentile because you'll have to go home and wash off the contamination. And you would never have them into your home or go into theirs. In the first 10 years of church history, there's no record of anyone communicating the good news about amazing grace through Jesus to a single Gentile. Did you know that? And that was comfortable for Peter. But one day God gives Cornelius a vision. Cornelius sees an angel of God that instructs him to send some of his soldiers to get a guy named Peter, who was staying in the home of Simon the Tanner in a town called Joppa, which was north of Caesarea, right also along the Mediterranean Sea. And so he does that. Now, Peter has no idea God is about to do like some quadruple bypass surgery on his spiritual heart for people who are different from him. The next day, while Cornelius' guys are en route, Peter goes up on his roof to pray and he's hungry. 
And he starts dreaming about food. You know how you do when you're hungry. And he sees this large sheet like a parachute being lowered from heaven with all kinds of food on items on it that a good kosher Jew would never eat. And then Peter hears a voice say the words, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Go ahead. Have that ham sandwich. Enjoy your bacon with eggs in the morning. Have a pork chop for dinner. And I love Peter's response. It's recorded in verse 14. Surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Like, nice move, Peter. Just tell God what to do. And can you hear the self-righteous pride in his voice? Oh, I've never done anything like that. I'd never eat the things on that sheet, Lord. So God gives him the vision a second time to see if he gets it. And then God gives him the same vision a third time, as if to say, Peter, you don't know it, but I'm about to rock your world. And then the text says, while Peter was still thinking about this vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. Get up, go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them for I have sent them. And as Peter was heading downstairs, I'll just bet he was thinking, oh no, they're going to be Gentiles. I just know it. Peter's about to have a second conversion. Peter's about to have his world rocked and he doesn't even know it yet. So he goes down. These guys invite him to go meet their boss, this non-Jew, unclean Gentile, Cornelius, someone a rule-keeping guy like Peter would have nothing to do with. Now, did you catch it? The Holy Spirit said to Peter, do not hesitate to go with them for I have sent them. It was as if, as if Peter was saying, as if, as if God was saying, get ready, Peter, I'm about to rock your world. Now, I'm going to come back to this story tomorrow. We're going to look at what happened next. But in the meantime, let me ask you this. If the Holy Spirit of God wanted to rock your world today, would you listen? If the Holy Spirit of God wanted to rock your world today, would you be willing? Sometimes in your life, in your car, in your family room, in your work cubicle, God is going to rock your world. And the most important thing you can do at that point is to obey what he instructs you to do. God, I'm believing that you're going to do some new things in our lives in this new year, that you're going to rock our world in some ways. And so when your spirit speaks, may we have the courage to listen. Maybe even today he'll encourage us in some areas. May we be open to your work. Bless everyone who's listening to my voice right now and a part of this prayer. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Catch you tomorrow.